podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's Joe, it's Abdullah and it's Jay. Uh, but don't let that put you off. Get involved in the comments and the chat. We're going to be talking about Wayne Rooney. Yeah. Next Manchester United manager, some say. Stranger things have happened. Um, also... Do you think... Cr- sorry to interrupt you. No, already. no, sorry. I'm being Stephen Austin, so I need to interrupt you all the time. Yeah. Do you think it's it would be more weird for Wayne Rooney to become United's next manager or that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was United's last manager? I think it'd be more weird for Wayne Rooney yeah, to be United's manager. More weird, Rooney. Yeah. I just can't imagine him being like a tactical genius. Like he'd have to have someone with him who's just doing all the, the stuff and just Rooney just people say he's actually more tactical than you think, don't they? Like he's yeah, he's influenced a lot by Van Gaal rather than sort of like really Ferguson. yeah. Because I always imagine Rooney as like old school sort of blood and thunder type, get stuck into these. Yeah, yeah. that's what I thought when you like when you actually watch his derby side, they got something about him. Yeah, they're good. Anyway, what else are we talking we're about? We're going to talk about him. We're going to talk about David De Gea. Yeah. Uh, Ronaldo's son signed for United as well, apparently. Is, he? Yeah, is so it Chris Junior? Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. there you go. Uh, let's talk about that. And obviously, the press conference. What's being said? What mm. isn't being said? Eh? More importantly. That's more important. Eh? You got read, what, read between the lines. Exactly. You see, so get involved in the comments. Um, Knitting says, the white Pele. Yep, he sure Thank is. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and don't forget as well to hit that like button. Right, should we see what um, should we see what Ralph said? Yeah, Ralph, Ralphie boy. Um, yeah, he's been talking about opportunities created, chances, and all that. He says, "I think we are creating enough chances, enough opportunities in the last couple of games, but we just didn't score enough goals." But this is not only an issue with Cristiano; it's an issue with the other players, especially the offensive players. Yeah, just on that because there's a sort of school of thought that United aren't playing that badly. It's just we're not finishing chances mm. in terms of style, in terms of our, you know, our sort of progression and stuff, and the, the way we're keeping the ball and the chances we're creating. It's it's moving forward. The actual, you know, if you watch United's performances, they are getting better, but we're not finishing chances. That's one school of thought. Abdullah Al Star, do you agree with it? Yeah, I do. I think it's only fair um, that we that you for the assessment of the last two games. I think most people would say we've actually played pretty well. Um, we had 22 shots, I think, last game. The game before, we had 30 against Middlesbrough. We missed seven big chances. Seven big chances against Middlesbrough, which is, which is a lot. I mean, like a side like City, when they go on battering teams and stuff, create between four to six big chances, I think. Like when they go on one of them rampages. So we missed too many that day. Yep. And against Burley, you've got to consider as well the goals that get cancelled out where, you know, arguably the Maguire one, I see that one a little bit. The second one, I just don't know why that gets cancelled out. Those shots don't even get registered, obviously, officially, because the, f- mm. the whole thing's been cancelled. So, I mean, United should have won the last two games, and there are definitely positives to look at. Eventually, it's got to, you know, it's got to come come through, and we start getting the goals, and we start hitting the back of the net because we are creating big chances, man. Mm. Joe, do you agree with what Abdullah's just said? Yeah, th- these last few games have been the most we've controlled games. And yeah. The most chances we've scored compared to the least chances, uh, chances we've created compared to the least chances we've conceded all season, I would say easily. I know obviously yeah. one of them was against a championship team, but against West Ham, we didn't actually create that much, but we, they didn't create almost anything. And obviously, no. you know, we went on to win the game. The Middlesbrough game, farcical how many chances we missed they literally had two chances all game one Henderson blocked with his shins and then the one that they scored which again probably should have been ruled out Yeah. other than that they created nothing the whole game and again uh, the other night against Burnley they basically created two chances all game and scored one of them and we create six and seven or eight yeah, chances exactly. like you're saying yeah, yeah. and we only score one ourselves I think if you're looking at improvement and progression 
this is the thing people are looking for. Because when people used to say about Ole, you know, oh, it was just tact- oh, no tactics, just vibes, you're relying on individual brilliance, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. This thing that people used to criticise him for, those same people should now be saying, yes, we aren't winning games, or yes, we're dropping points, but we certainly aren't relying on individual brilliance. Because that's the one thing we don't have over the last six weeks or the last month or so. Yeah. That's the one thing we're, we're missing. If we had individual brilliance, we'd be through to the next round of the FA Cup and we'd have won um, against Burnley the other night and we probably would have you know, swept West Ham to one side quite comfortably. But we don't have that at the minute and that's the thing that's missing. Tactically and fundamentally, this is the best we've been all season without a doubt, I would say. Can you, I don't like using this word, but can you talk about luck? Can yeah, you of course. Say, like, because people don't like to do that. People don't like to say that it's just fortune no. or whatever. Um, and it's not that, you know, that doesn't come into play. It's just the tactics or it's the players or whatever. But can you talk about that? Because on another day, like you were saying there, Abdul, you know, this, the, yeah. the second goal, I think, against Burnley that was disallowed, that gets given, it's 2-0, and that's the game won. Yeah. On another on another day, you know, the the, the, the handball isn't given. Penalty as well, Ronaldo against misses, like... Yeah, that's... that Game's wrapped. Yeah, you know, just these little, little things, the, the, the Cavani header... For example, okay, you know, Nick Pope does a good set. I don't think he knows a lot about it. Well, just these little things where you think very close, fine margins. Can you talk about that as, as being just luck rather than, you know, sort of not being good enough? Yeah, I don't think... I think, obviously, in the heat of the moment, you can't say we didn't get top four this season because we were unlucky. Because I think that's, you know, it's, it's relying too much on, like, outside influence. But when you look at the teams that win the league, obviously City is almost a different example because their squad's so deep and so good but when Liverpool won the league and when Leicester won the league and in the past when City have won the league up against United and stuff it's it's very often that the team that wins the league has one of the least amount of injuries in the league that yeah. season Leicester had the least injuries in the league the season they won it and that's just something that is luck obviously some of it is buying players that aren't injury prone but like not to have any major injuries to any of your main players all season you don't get a look like that. Liverpool, the same thing. The year they win the league, they basically had no injuries to their top players. No, the whole I've never, season. I've never seen that as well with yeah. with a front three like that. Who, you know, when you get attackers tend to get injured, injured more, don't they? Like, yeah. especially tricky little attackers because yeah. they're getting kicked all the time. They're doing all these twists and turns, so little things can you know get tweaks, whatever. Salah. Firmino and, and Mane, I don't think they missed any of the any games. No, like, it was all, ridiculous. All of like when they, from winning the Champions League to winning the league, they basically yeah. played every game, all of them. Yeah. And then I, I think the, you know, they missed a few games, but generally speaking, they were fit for most of the season. And that is something that's luck. And people don't want to put much, too much down to that, but teams that don't get many injuries do way better. And if yeah. you get luck in that regard, it could be the difference between finishing second or winning the league. Um, like, you know, imagine Jamie Vardy had been out for three months or Mares or Kante had been out for three months that season then they probably wouldn't have won the league. So I just think it's, at the time, you don't want to sit there going, aren't we unlucky? Look at us. It's so difficult Salah, being Salah Man United didn't, fans. didn't miss a game yeah, exactly. in one of those seasons. It's so difficult being That's Man United unreal, fans. Art. But when you're looking at the season as a whole, in the Premier League, it's, sorry. it's not stupid to bring luck into it because that luck is something that is in the world. It's not something you can manifest or you can control, but yeah. it is there. You can say they were unlucky with that mm. or they were lucky with that. So I think we have been a little bit unlucky, but... We it need just, to be good enough and clinical enough that even without having the luck on our side, we still win those games. Yeah, I like no, that, I, I like that. Is, I, I agree with that. The response to that Middlesbrough game was trying to be a bit more efficient in our play at Burnley. And I felt like we did that. Like yeah. mm. the the chances, again, Cavani should have been more ruthless with the header he got, didn't he? And then, I mean, the, the own goal that they scored, which shouldn't have been ruled out, 
Mm. Very Marcus soft. Pogba just puts his hand on someone's shoulder yeah. and that, like he doesn't drag, it, it's drag not, him. He doesn't the, the funny him. thing about that is Peters doesn't even ask for a no. foul. Like he just puts his arms up pissed off because they've conceded the goal. Same thing with Jay Rodriguez. Like they didn't ask for a foul or anything no. and, and the play continues and I think that's where you're very unfortunate. The Middlesbrough game was down to our finishing. That game, brilliant header from Varane. Yeah. Again, discussions over that goal. You can you can see where they come from. But that other the the own goal. I mean, Marcus puts it in a dangerous area. They gets hit in the back of the net. It's an own goal. And I just think we did what it's we needed to do. It's a good point because when it was it was it me who scores the own goal. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. sort of resigns himself to the fact it's yeah. goal as well. Yeah. yeah they all right. Right. If, if me does yeah. that to Pogba's shoulders, like the ball's coming over, and he just puts his hand on his shoulders to try and sort of get past him quickly. Yeah. There's no way you get a penalty for that. Compared yeah. to last year's, years, would you get a penalty? Last season's run, um, where we're in top of the league for for a part of the season, yeah. and we, well, we faced Sheffield, there was some bullshit in that game, yeah. and then yeah. the, the West Brom away, where the guy's literally strangling. Climbing all over Lindelof. Lindelof. Yeah, and that's like, I know it's Lindelof and he can be weak, and yeah, but that is a foul. But again, though, I like, think again, refs get dragged no, no. into those sort of storylines and those kind of like... It, because it's Lindelof and he's a bit weak in the well, you yeah, got to be stronger yeah, than I that, agree. mate. You know, you know what you're going to get with and this type of strike. Like, it's when you do it all the time. And I think, to be fair, like, I was, I think I was watching, might be a couple, might be last season or this season, Burnley yeah. against Liverpool, and there were some of the dirtiest challenges I've ever seen. Yeah, Burnley plays putting on Liverpool, but because it was the perception of Burnley, and then yeah. well, they, that's they, they get, get a few when you fouls, go to Burnley, they, they, car- yeah. they carry on, and yeah, exactly, that's what it is. And again, it's Stuart Atwell, and apparently he's going to be VAR again. Yeah. For this, uh, well, for this weekend, so that's free on yeah. the bounce. It's just I'm like, yeah. um, I will get into some of the comments. We've had Riff loads, loads of comments um, that have come up. Loads about you, Joe, about your hair. Um, it's got my hair up, it's all right. Um, someone saying, right. Joe's beard is epic. Um, Joe looking fresh, says Hussey. Sorry, it was Randon Lewis who said it. Um, someone else said something about, um, I can't find it now, sorry. Just paraphrase it. Um, nice. Someone's. Oh, yeah. Joel Zapster says, Joe has a colonoscopy appointment and needs his hair out of the way. Um, also, we've Is that trying to say that I've got my head up my ass? Possibly, I'm not sure. I think I Samuel really too much into that. says, Joe, I've been, this is like the fucking Joe show here. It's me and Abdullah. It's one of the best shows, on. the Joe show. Yeah. Tune in every day, 12 till 12. Um, That's 24 hours. Yeah. Always me. Uh, Samuel in the super chat, he's paid two quid for this, says, Joe, I've been told to ask about your deadlift. Yeah, it's kicking off. If you give him two quid to ask that, I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know where he's got that from. Why is he asking about him? Because well, I've been him. doing deadlifts, Anna. So why I don't is know he where he's like, got that. I don't know how he knows that. What's it? going on with you and Samuel? Samuel? I don't know anyone called Samuel really. So I don't know where he's he got does. that from. It does. Who's paid two pound as well to put You that give him two in. quid to ask you that because you want to big yourself up, don't you? That's the guy. But yeah, you said he's a tenner of super chat. He's not like that. But I've just been improving that song. I bet you bumped into him in the changing rooms at the gym. I don't go in the gym yeah. rooms at the gym. Bump, bumped in. I, get, I, no, I just get naked next to the, the, yeah. the Oh, sorry, I've absolutely bumped into you again. Oh. Hey. And again. <laughs> and again. And again. <laughs> uh, Peter Kelly Close says, <laughs> do you think Atwell is going to be under pressure tomorrow to give us a decision? No. He was on VAR for both Burnley and Middlesbrough, as my good friend Abdullah just said. Yeah, but what pressure does a man in a cardboard box fucking 200 miles yeah. away really feel? He's hardly like suspended above the stadium like David the Blaine over the Thames, is it? No one knows who he is. The tea lady knocking on the door, do you want to re-up on your tea or like, something he's like that? Yeah, exactly. Like, he's in a, he's in a, he will be in a Do you want to re-up on your tea? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> he's your tea lady. Do you want to like, from the wire? Hey, she got like, Marlo Stansfield is your tea lady. Testers are out. Hey, got WMDs. Do you want a real? 
Yeah, P.S. That decision yeah. was shit. No, no one says anything to him. Yeah, he just sat there on facing his screen, just like yeah. talking to his mate. He's basically a 14-year-old lad playing FIFA on Xbox. That's what his job yeah. is. You think he's winging it? Like a lot of people now working from home. I reckon if you could right. do it, he's got feet. He's, he's got there. his feet up. <laughs> like, he's just, yeah. you think like he's on, yeah, he's, he's got... Yeah, he just Because I, I know a mate, yeah, yeah who like... Mr. Atwell is cooking this. Yeah. Is that a foul? And then he goes... Yeah, 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 it's a foul. Hell. Yeah, just a foul. Set, mate. Just a set. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, shit. Because there's a... no way you're missing some of them. Like, oh, no. sorry. Pete Kelly says sure. he's the ref tomorrow, not VAR. So, well, pressure's even more. That's, that's even that is pressure now. then, to be fair, because yeah, yeah. he won't be getting his um, re-up on his tee. Um, Christopher Matthews says, if Pochettino becomes our manager, do you think it will be a mistake to have Kane as a target signing? I had this in the news this morning. Uh, we need young, hungry players in our first team. So anyone who doesn't know, I mean, that... Super Chat's pretty much explained it all. There was a story doing the rounds this morning that if Pochettino comes in, his sort of one of his um, key, signings. key signings or one of his demands, if you can call it target, demand, would yeah. be, or target, I think it's more appropriate, would be that he wants to bring in Harry Kane. Now, to start the two points, is, is it doable and is it worth it? Abdullah, is, it, is it doable? It. Honestly, I'd add... Could we get him doable? though, do you think? I think City, what? City offered over 100 Yeah, but I don't think, I think... I don't think City go back in for him. And I think maybe Spurs this time round think we made a mistake not selling him last time. Mm. We should do now. And United might be stupid enough to, rather than solve our biggest, biggest issue, which is defensive midfield, yeah. and buying an extra midfield with Paul Pogba probably leaving. The thing is with the current market is I feel like the way the game's going now, you look at Vlahovic, you look at a couple of the younger strikers coming, Haaland and, mm. and so on. I think the game's going back towards that side of having that pure number nine, with that, you know, that ruthless side to their game, that, you know, having that presence in the box. And I feel that's the type of player that Manchester United should be targeting. Um, Vlavic would have been that? decent. The thing is, Kane gives you pretty much everything you want in a striker. But mm. again, it's the injuries, it's, it's spending that money. Yeah. Um, it, it almost feels like you've already got Cavani and Ronaldo. Do you want to go down that route again? Or do you want to go and look at Anizak? I know he, his goals might have fell off a bit this season, but his link-up play is fantastic. Um, we've seen what he did in the Euros, one of the most exciting players to watch at the Euros, very quick with his feet, building up his game, um, seems very committed as well. So there are a few players I would have looked at. Vlahovic would have definitely been one, but obviously he's gone to Juventus How much? Now. He went for like 60 million, didn't he? Juve, uh, yeah, 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 around that 60, 70 Just million. a lot, really. I know, I know he's a quite a, you know, he's not a, a huge name like a Haaland or someone, but... Like I the, think they the, were clever the getting him scoring. now. Yeah, if he's he would have left gone it another season or two, it might have been 100 million. I think he would have gone in the summer. Like there isn't a lot of that type of striker when you want to. No. When well, he's really just burst now. onto the scene in the last 18 months. Yeah, hasn't yeah. It, so. yeah. And I think yeah. the other one again, like Hart, if United were in a better position, they've shot themselves in the foot. I think they would have had a shout in with Haaland. Yeah, but the thing with Haaland, but, and I, yeah. I said this the other day, but his injury record is like the same as Paul Pogba's. He misses like a third of the games a season. Worse than Paul Pogba's. It's terrible. I know people, you know, he's, he's a great striker and he gets a goal a game, but he only gets you 25 goals age, a season the in the league because he only plays 25 games. Yeah, I do, I do agree, but I think the age factor's on his side a bit where you see that he can get back, he can find some sort of rhythm. Well, the way like Varane did, maybe. himself out, exactly. And it's, it's, it's a weird one with Kane as possible. well, isn't it? Because this, yeah, season, Kane, this season, no, no, you all make valid points about all those young players and I think my sort of instinct, some inclination is I would like to see a young striker coming in or a young attacker or whatever rather than someone who is going to be 29 by the time the next season starts. Kane, last season he played 35 games, just looking at his status in the league and scored 23 goals. So very good. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. missed three games, you know, yeah. 
fantastic record. This season as well, he's played 20 games in the Premier League, which is pretty much all of them. Only five Premier League goals, although he has got seven more in, um, or sorry, ten more in other competitions. Yeah, I don't feel like he's getting Europa's yeah, darts so league. It's like his, his appearances have been phenomenal. I think he's, you know, he's almost perfect in terms of Premier League appearances. Goals tally, you know, five Premier League goals at this stage. He almost doesn't get the great, same chances anymore. Like, I have watched quite a bit I know of Spurs, Spurs when he come back still. in. Like, when you come back into the team, obviously mm. he started the season a bit late with the whole transfer fiasco and then it's supposedly taken a bit of a Yeah, sorry, he did miss a couple Euros. of games, didn't he? Early but season. as in, like, since then, you're right, like, he has played consistently. And I and I do I do enjoy watching Kane and, and Son and that combination. And I feel like he's just not getting the same chances. He's not getting the same feel of the ball. He's not feeling quicker. Do you know what? I'd have him, you know. I think I'd still have him. I mean, let's I'd like, still have him. I'd have to see what he does at the end of the he season. He is only, only going to be 29. He's I not, do this like isn't Ronnie. And also, look at Lewandowski. What is he, 34 now? You no, could get yeah, But Lewandowski almost has a perfect injury record. Like, no, you know, no, I'm not, I'm not saying he's as good as Lewandowski. I just mean. No, no, I mean just the injuries. Like I, the big I think, yeah, I think that's I don't, I don't want to get a nine, rely on him, and then you've literally got like Marcus Rashford, who's yeah. not naturally going to be that pure for number nine. Season. And I think, again, like some of our forwards can offer that. I don't know what happens with Martial. Obviously, he either goes and does well and you try to sell him off. But I feel like the, the, the current era of football, like when you look at, you know, Tammy Abraham right now in Rome is doing all right. Like, I'm not saying we should we should go from, he'd probably be down somewhere in our list if we were to target a number nine. Yeah. I feel like we'll go into that next stage. And I feel if you get Kane, you spend a hundred plus mil, he gets injured. I would love Kane. If I knew that I wouldn't get injured, I am I don't think I don't think he's 100 mil. I think there's a way, there's an argument as well. Like, let's say Spurs don't, Spurs don't get, let's say Spurs don't get Champions League, right? Let's say we beat him to the Champions League spot, right? It's us, Chelsea, the Scousers and City, right? So Spurs have missed out on what, 60, 70 million on the Champions League potentially? Maybe a little bit more. I think you give them that for Kane. For a 29 year old, say 75 million, they'll take it. I do. I, I, I doubt it's a massive doubt difference that year. I know it's only a year from when he was. Um, they reject 140 million. Yeah, but that's that year matters. It does. You, you, well, you value Sancho, same thing. Yeah, your value drops a lot because well, you've got a, you're a year close to the end of your contracts. You don't know what he said to leave in terms of he might just be like, give me what like leave is like. Listen, you're not going anywhere. Just give me one more year and then we'll talk. Plus, I don't think City are backing for him. I think they're going to go all out for Haaland or a younger yeah. player. And I think they've go. kind of looked they've at it gone, we don't anyway. really need, we didn't need Kane. And the other they've thing to, to remember yeah, is... And they've been burnt with Grealish as the well. The same way we're going, well, you know, it's only five goals this season. Maybe he's not going to be the player he has been, injury record, etc. They're probably thinking that. Yeah. There's a yeah. chance that Daniel Levy's sitting there thinking, he probably will come back from this. He's only 29. He's still got his peak years now, ahead sorry. of him. Yeah, he'll be 29 next season. Yeah. He's still got his peak years ahead of him. We're probably going to see the old Harry Kane again. Yeah. But there's a chance we don't. Yeah. And in two years, he's going for 30 million or 40 million. Yeah. If, if his injuries come back and the goals don't, this might be the last chance they get to get 70 plus million for Harry That's Kane. what I'm thinking. I mean, because probably he'll come back I to think Oros, but the 70 million pound mark. I'm taking him and I think yeah. 100% I take him. But yeah. you'd have to make I sure. Think anything under 100, I'd have him. Yeah. And I think that means he's still got some money for the defensive I, I think that the, the, pro the problem this season, the summer, was I think Spurs looked at it and thought. I think they may have thought City were going to go all out and yeah. they could have got more money from City, so they were willing to say that. I think they also looked at and thought, without Kane, we're completely, you know, even if we get that money in, we're completely screwed or whatever. And it's a bit late in the day. And the other thing to remember is, they were probably thinking, Harry Kane is such a good draw for whoever our next manager is. We need people like him to still be at the club to get Conte, who they were trying to get at the time. I know they didn't get him in the end. But they were probably thinking, he's a great bargaining mm. chip for... 
like the next manager. We've probably promised Nuno, like, you're going to have Harry. Like, I don't know, it's, you're attracting managers and staff and people to the club. He's probably the biggest name at that club by a mile, isn't it? It's so interesting. Keep him. We've got a poll going. It says, yeah. would you take Kane at United? Have a guess. Don't look. Can you say? I saw it, yeah. All right, go on, I'll ask you. Mostly no. Yeah, yeah, go on. Guess the percentage. I can see. I can't. Well, we can see. That's not really. Well, stop high. looking then. No, because th this is after you told me to not guess. To you're guess looking that. at it more gonna, now. Stop I, it. I'm gonna guess 69 percent now. Yeah, you're right. It was 69 percent now. 31 percent. What a guess. Yes, which says a lot more. Probably more about Harry Kane's decline rather than anything else because. United where we are, you think? I, I Harry think Kane. if we had a DM solved, of, um, I, I wouldn't mind. Well, no. Speaking of Harry Kane's dick line, Manscaped. Nice. Roses are red, violets are blue, and don't, <laughs> gone. And don't let a wild pube wreck you. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. Yeah. It's on Monday, man. It's on Monday. And is Manscaped really? oh are our sponsors God. today, and they are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. This V-Day, which is uh, short for Valentine's Day, yeah. not, not Venereal day. Disease Day, um, yeah, or that one, it's time to join the four million men worldwide who trust, they don't just trust Manscaped, they love Manscaped. I'm one Manscaped. of them, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got when's the last time so you joined those four million men? What did you do? You went out, didn't you, earlier? Yeah, we all went out. You went out to uh, Moon Underwater. We had to Moon Underwater. Nightmare Dorman was in. like, yeah, not tonight, lads. Yeah. I was like... Racist. Yeah, and you went like, you went, look, I've shaved, you went, ID, and you went, I've shaved it into my pubes because it's that precise. And then he went, tell you what, come in, yeah. all four million of you can come in. Yeah. It was great. We got Leverdell. I didn't, the lads did because I don't drink, but it was mint. Uh, anyway, any road. Um, if you join the four million men, you get the lawnmower 4.0 oh. technology, right? Yeah. Trust me, as a man who's been down the 2.0 and the 3.0 road, you do not know how lucky you are when you that 4.0 comes out man. and let alone it is sick other other brands other places yeah where you get it and it's chewing you up like some oh. sort of threshing machine down oh. there and as if all that weren't enough one time i shaved it with a with a knockoff brand yeah. chewed it all up and i just had to sort of pat the kind of minced flesh back yeah. down oh. and hope that it's hope that the scabs had, kept it in place i had to use a lighter once i didn't even have that i had a lighter yeah i just had to set fire to things no, yeah like shutter and, and then put yeah. them out put it out yeah that yeah. was it you didn't have a didn't have Stop shavers, eyes, yeah. you had fire matches, but thankfully, with Manscaped, you don't just get a shaver with a 4.0 lawnmower technology, you've also got the refined cologne. Yeah, I love all that. You get the shed travel bag, so you can Scoop. look like you're looking like you know you're coming off the team bus, giving it a thumbs up, and all that. You get the box of briefs, which are anti chafing. Yeah, I was anti chafing, sure. She's right? all right, she's she's on tablets, Is but she? we, you know, she's a lot pulling, of redness between she, those legs, wasn't she, there? She's pulling through. Good luck. Um, <laughs> And don't forget as well, the big, the, the if, if all that is not enough, yeah. you get 20% off yeah. and free shipping. Yeah. So click the link in the description, 20% off and free shipping. That's 20% off and free shipping. Join Cupid and shoot your arrow. Thank God. I thought I was going to say something yeah, dirty. Knob. Yeah, load. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> shoot your arrow with Manscaped. This Valentine's click Day. Click the link in the description. Just click it. Click it. See what happens. Uh, if you've never clicked it before anything, just click it. See what happens. Yeah. Um, Christopher Matthews, welcome to the Academy. Thank you for all your support, my friend. So, Thanks to all our members for showing us some fantastic uh, support. Um, we do appreciate it. So, Kane, you two aren't feeling it. You're a bit on the I fence, know. I feel. Yeah, okay. You're, you're having it. You're I'm a bit... If it's, are, we, are, we, are we disturbing yeah. you there? No, this was a very important text. I was just making sure if... Do you know what Fabrizio does on his live streams? On his live streams? You text him Fabrizio Romano? Yeah, you're lying. Yeah. Right. Look. Go on. 
Let's see. I know this is great. I'm that guy viewing. from Sky, innit? So, oh, look. Oh, look. Oh, He's yeah. Do you remember him, Andy Bird? There you go. He used to go. Like, I can't do that now. I can't reply to the mother on stream. Yeah. He go, no, go on. It's all right. I feel bad now. Go on. <laughs> I'm done with it now. You're making it off. Do you remember Andy Bird? And he used to go, <laughs> I've had a text. Something <laughs> is happening in Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> What's that mean? Shut up, you knob. That, that guy on Sky that does it. Oh, my God. God, he, I love bro, that. He's like, he just stands there. He's like, and then the Oh, yeah, they're talking, and he won't talk, talk will he? He goes, so I can't sick. talk, I can't talk. And you know he's blatant on Just Eat. Yo, yeah. no, he's on like, the t like it's Word between like Just yeah. Eat, timeline, like just yeah. doing what he does at home. He's like, yeah, yeah, they've confirmed our order. Yeah, yeah. it's on its way, <laughs> which is great because the transfer window ends yeah. in 10 minutes. Perfect so timing. Something's, something's been confirmed. It yeah. is large down meeting. Yeah, that's what I mean. It'll be here in 25 minutes. So, Kane. Possibly, yeah. I think. I think. Shall we say they're not exactly? Yeah. We only got through one press conference quote, didn't we? Yes, there there are more. Sorry, we got sidelines by that fantastic super chat asking us about Harry Kane. Yeah. So Ralph was being positive. You two were being relatively positive. I think you make some great points about the fact that we performance wise we're getting better. Ralph carried on in that in that vein. He said we control the game, but then again, if we concede a goal against Borough, it was after 65, 70 minutes, we should just stick to the game plan. Mm. Not all of a sudden lose shape or lose composure. I wanted to ask you about that because we've we've sort of we've we've praised the team, not praised the team, we've given, you know, sort of acknowledgement that luck has gone against us, decision has gone against mm -hmm. us. But one thing that has frustrated me, I don't think there is any excuses for this. Against Middlesbrough, as as Ralph Radnick said, you're playing a championship team, you concede with 20 minutes, whatever, of normal time, not to mention the half hour of, mm. of extra time, against a team that's, you know, literally not in our league. Against Burnley, we conceded relatively early on in the second half. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of football left to play. I just don't feel like the responses have been like we saw from United a year ago or whatever. Mm. United were very, very good at conceding and coming back. We did it all the time. Yeah. And it feels like something's not quite clicking in for mm. us because we're conceding these goals and then it's just the frustration carries on. I think that this this team's still fragile in terms of confidence. Mm -hmm. I think despite the slightly improved results and we're slightly more defensively resilient, we are still fragile in yeah. terms of confidence. I think that's a fair and the other comment. thing I think is, it, like it, I think we underrated or people underrated how much having a happy and confident and you know sort of team unit that Solskjaer provided and helped nurture. I think people underrate how much that matters in football. It's not the only thing, and I think it found him out eventually, but it got us to second in the league. It got us to, you know, cup finals and countless cup semi-finals. That, <laughs> that did do that. Mm. But I think at the minute we've got, we've got the tactics, or we're working toward the tactics, but you still hear about these things behind the scenes, people falling out, players taking the mick out of coaches, players not wanting to train late, players, you know, all these sorts of things. That, we're, that I think when it comes to those crunch times when you've conceded a goal, you're playing really well, but now you've got your back against the ropes. I think we struggle to push on from that. I think the, the amount of times we came from behind yeah. under Solskjaer, and that's a mentality thing. Keep pushing, is, don't uh, lose your head. And we, we did it so well, we yeah. don't quite have that mentality yet. I agree. I, th I think we don't have that under Ralph yet. And one of the main things that I notice in terms of coming back into games now is when you watch last season, for example, Southampton, we were playing this weekend, we come mm. back away from home last season, and it was like Cavani scoring a couple of goals. Yeah. A lot of those situations were where we just almost wake up, like mm. we're just not really in the game, like we don't really get mm. going. 
this time round, it just feels like we've got a plan. We're having loads of chances. Things go against us. All right, we're up a goal, but you feel like you should be clear now. And, and you've got that in your back of your mind. And then when you concede, you feel like we shouldn't be in this position. Yeah. And then it starts, it kills you a bit in it mentally. And I think it's just growing that ruthlessness within the team of just, you need to score, like keep going, keep creating the same chances. We're still rinsing them. Like the other day, Sancho and Rashford were getting at the wing, especially Sancho and the final third looked very confident. He was playing good passes and stuff like that. So that seemed to go after the, mm. we conceded that goal. It's like, you could have just continued doing the same things and, and gaining control of the game. But yeah, again, that's something that hopefully the coaching staff work on because we are creating good chances and there are sequences of play that we're starting to see slowly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, just also on in that vein as well, Ralph Randick was talking about our positioning, our shape. He's, he mentioned the, the number eights um, when he was talking about that as well. He said, um, if we can find it, sorry. He said our, our two eights were too far outside when he's talking about positioning. Um, we have to stick to the game plan all of a sudden, not lose structure, lose shape. It was obvious for some 15, 20 minutes against Burnley that we lost our shape. Mm. It got better at the end of the game. We had more control, but in those 15 minutes, we lost that shape. So you can see what he's, he's getting at there yeah. and how important that is for him. And you know, it is difficult for a new manager to come in. And the, the big sort of problem that Ralph Radnick's always had since he arrived at Manchester United is he's bringing in this new style, this new sort of, I hate using the word, but is it philosopher? Why do you hate using it? Because it reminds me of Louis van Gaal. Right. And I literally spent about two years trying to work out what that meant. Yeah. As did every journalist who covered Manchester United. And it, it was almost gobbledygook. At one point, they were talking about tea ladies and your favourite topic, tea <laughs> ladies and cleaners as part of the philosopher. Mm. And people thought it was about tactics. Well, it's not, is it, if you including the tea lady in your philosophy. And that's why it just brings that up. But I think with this, the, the point I was getting at is he's trying to change everything. New style, new sort of you know formation, all this new stuff but you've only got five months mm. and we need results. We need to finish in the top four and go for trophies. Obviously, we're out of the FA Cup, we're still in the Champions League. And that's the sort of the problem he's got because he hasn't got, like when Klopp came in, me and you were talking about this on uh, live the other day, Klopp came in, I think he said, give me four years to win the title. Yeah. Ralph Randick's going to come in and go, give me four years. No. <laughs> he got f give me four months. Yeah. So Did that's the, the problem he's the, facing. The top four thing. Yep. I think, just and it's just a separate point, but I want fans to be more optimistic. Yeah. Because like fans will sit there all the time going, we're not going to get top four, top four, top four. And then you go, so, okay, we've got top four. Last season, we've got top four. We're in the Champions League. We've got out of the group stages. We get Atletico Madrid. We're not going to beat them. We're not going to win the Champions League. What's the point? It's like, well, why do you even want top four if you think we've got no chance of winning? Yeah. Like you see it all the time, people going, well, what's the point in talking about the Champions League? We're not going to win anything this season. Why, do you, is, why do you well, care about top four is, then? Like, this is what this, the Champions League is, facing the best teams in Europe. You, We've got a you can, right? You can win the Champions League. Of course League. you can. Like Chelsea finished sixth, won the Champions League. Scousers finished fifth, won the Champions League. Porto, under Jose, were probably about the eighth best team in that competition when they won it. It's, it's happened so many times where yeah. the a team who isn't that great or isn't one of the best in the competition wins it. Now, I'm not going to say we're going to, mm. but you've got to have at least that ambition yeah, to, that belief. Yeah, but people are so obsessed with top four, yet think we've got no chance of winning the Champions League. You might as well want us to finish sixth. Yeah. Because at least we've got a chance of winning Europe. Like, if you don't think we're going to win the Champions League, why do you care if we finish top four no, or not? Just like, I just think, have a bit I of think, optimism yeah, sometimes. I, I think as well, the, the, the trouble with the top four is it becomes the be-all and end-all because you don't just go, are we going to be in the Champions League and we're going to win the Champions League? Are we going to be at its then also... Can we buy Kane or Declan Rice or, you know, whoever, Bellingham or whatever? Can we make those signings? 
are we going to lose loads of money? Are we going to have to let go certain players go? It just becomes this sort of thing where yeah. everyone goes, oh, the wheels come off mm. the, the... I know the, it's more the, of a marker the, than the, just yeah. a tournament. But no, no, I understand what you're saying. Do you, know, do you know when I stopped, like, bothering as much as I think the summer... It was that first... The, it was the first, like, COVID summer break mm. in it. And I remember we were linked to Sancho a lot and we think this is it, top four, and we're signing him and, and this is big for him joining us. And the reports were like, if we make top four, yeah. he'll join... And then nothing happened. And also, we didn't sign a defensive midfielder. We didn't sign Jaden Sancho. We go into this the season after when we're top of the league with like the signers of Tellers and Van der Beek, who mm. Oli didn't really want. And I'm just thinking the club aren't going to make the right decision. Yeah, the the club aren't even going to make the decisions that the manager wants and or the squad clearly needs. Mm. What is the point? Is he even like bothering as much? And Do I you know, know what as well? Yeah. Like it can it can affect certain players coming to a club. I'm not saying it can't, but yeah, United yeah. can still sign players if you don't get top four. Yeah. We've done it before. Well, didn't we sign Pogba when we finished? Or was it was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pogba's first yeah. season first when season the Europa League because we won it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and Zlatan, a 35 year old Zlatan, was willing to come, was, will, was willing to come to a window. was willing to come to a club that wasn't yeah. in the Champions League. So it's not like, oh, if you don't get Champions League. No. Like the how, how do you think City built themselves up getting to the yeah. level they did? Because yeah. they weren't in the Champions League for a few years, but they were buying some of the best players, and, best young players in Europe. And as a fan, the reason you should want to finish top four is so that you can watch your team in the Champions League yeah. and have at least some optimism that you might win it. If you get a bit of luck, things go your way. Yeah. That's what the Champions League is for, to have a chance of winning it, not just to be like, oh, we're not going to be able to get the signings we want. Yes, that's a, a factor, but you're watching Man United play football. They're a football team. You There's should at least, at, at least Sorry, delude yourself into thinking, you know what, if we beat Atletico, get a decent round of the next one, maybe get Liverpool in the semi-final. Got like, that's what you've got to be thinking, not what's the point, we're out of everything, it's shit. Um, get involved in the chat. Loads of comments. I'm going to get through to them, uh, through them all as well. Loads of super chats and some of the comments too. Uh, Samuel says, "Do you reckon if we signed a competent DM instead of CR7, would Oli still be in a job?" I think it's more than one player. To be honest with you, I think it was a structural thing in mm. the way we played. Teams just shut us out too easily. But in the current situation, I will say, like when I'm watching Man United right now, as much as I, I do like Scott McTominay when he's playing in that lone DM. Like he just cannot play that role. Like in the tight spaces, he can't manoeuvre properly and stuff. Mm. And he got he got a little so bit exposed against Burnley, didn't he? We prop we proper proper need. Like if you look at this team, this four three three is actually decent to watch mm -hmm. and stuff. But it's still that issue right in the middle behind the two number eights yeah. and United badly badly need to upgrade. Yeah, them. we just haven't got and someone so who's ideal for that role. Matic is yeah. too old, yeah. and Fred and McTominay are not a number six. I can't remember yeah. who it was who tweeted it. So we might, you know, if it's an idiot, then forgive me. But someone was tweeting about how. It's conceivable that after Ronaldo left, you know, sporting, what, 15 years ago, 20 years ago nearly, Freddie McTominay might be the worst midfield he's ever played in front of in his whole career. And, like, the same with Paul Pogba. This is probably the worst midfield he's ever played in. And obviously, the 4-3-3 is different now because Bruno brings that up a bit. But, like, playing alongside Freddie McTominay, that's probably the worst. Like, he's played with Marquisio, Vidal, Matuidi, like... Uh, you know, before like Skulls, like he's played with some of the best players in their positions of the generation. A lot of the players around our midfield, Varane the same, is playing with the worst midfield he's played with in his career. Like that's mad. I isn't think it? Uh, when you look at the success of every team in like the modern era, they've always that's always such a key role on the pitch. Yeah. I think two two situations I look at is Casemiro when Zidane come in, they had this big problem where. Mm. They were struggling, and then one of the biggest things was bringing Casemiro into that team. And rather than using Hamas Rodriguez, is they bought Casemiro and then played two centre mids with Cruz and Modric either side, and it completely changed that Madrid side. And then you look at it as an example of like City coming into that Champions League final. 
take Rodri out of that team after he was in good form. And they fall and they fall and they fall apart. And yeah. and I think the, that DM role is such a specialist role. And mm -hmm. you look at Busquets at Barca and so on, there's examples of it almost feels like you can't win at the top level. You can yeah. only do it maybe like and again that's why the tournament thing, like you look at Chelsea in the Champions League, Jorginho wasn't really a holding sitting midfielder. And I think Kante is more of an advanced defensive midfielder. Like he isn't the pure holder. And I think at times it's like tournament football, you can edge it. But over the course of a full season where you need to dominate games, where you can't just go off with a couple of lucky situations in mm. a game and stuff, you're just going to need to have a proper DM in there. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, Daniel Kirk says, completely agreed with your predicted 11J. Question, should Marcus play on Saturday for balling behind against Southampton? Also, Tellez is back. Would you start Marcus? I can't remember what you, what you I said. I said Alanga just because yeah. I don't... I, I thought Marcus was better the other night, but I don't know if playing him every game now just because he had a bit of a better game is not fair in Alanga, but I think Alanga brings a lot to the team and I don't want to lose that I think Marcus is good off the bench as well. Yeah, it's like it it, All of his goals have come off the bench. I, I, I thought he did all right the other night, Marcus. I thought he did all right. I was surprised to see him getting so much grief. Oh No, I wouldn't no, give him grief. No, I thought no, he did no. all right, but I just he think... Did, he did well. He, yeah. I, I think the issue is that we see that night is when we look at the goal, it come from that combination again of Marcus Rashford to Luke Shaw with the cutback which is something we've seen quite a bit of under Ali, didn't we, last season. But then we didn't see enough of Marcus on that left. And I like the idea of both switching the flanks because they do offer different things in there, like Rashford and, and Sancho. And I think yeah. we need to rotate the flanks a bit more in between them. We didn't do enough of that that night. Mm. Um, we've also got some merchandise, some mugs. Yeah, You're not just mug, us mate. three mugs, some look actual these, mugs. They can say, look at those mugs that are available there. You've got... CR7, you've got Matsos, you've got Bruno Fernandes, you've got Marcus Rashford, you've got everyone. You've got there, all sorts. Uh, you know what I mean? So make sure you go and check them out. There's a link in the description, I think, there. Paddockmerch.com. Paddockmerch.com. Yeah, it's easy to remember, even though I always forget. So paddockmerch.com, go and check that out. We've got t shirts and hoodies and all that stuff, but we've got a range of new mugs that are yeah. available. So when you're watching the so brew, have a sip out of it. I've just mug. ordered one myself because yeah. I haven't got one yet. Was well, so, it brand new? Because brand no one's new. got one. Yeah. So you can get you're one. You're just saying me. that, and you've not ordered it. What? I've not seen you order that. I haven't, I have ordered it. You've been too busy on your phone texting Fabrizio Romano, asking yeah. him, right, listen, oh, hey, is the real woman giving Stuart Atwell his, fair, his nah, drugs? To be fair, to be fair, Alex was showing me these before the show and I was a big fan of the, the McSauce one. Yeah, right, well, like you sort your attitude out. I'll get you one. Yeah. Um, right, <laughs> so make sure you're checking that those out as well. And hit the like <laughs> button as well, people. Give us another like. Let's get to a thousand likes by the end of this show. Uh, Polly160 says, does anyone now hear the word pure, and think of Abdul saying prrr ball up the paddock. How do you say it? Go on. It's just pure ball. It's pure. It's under you, modern. You mank. How do you say it? Right pure. Now. It's pure ball. No, pure, we'll be back. It? Pure. No, no, but I'm not from Manchester, am I? Yeah. It's pure. Um, Samuel says, having watched 15 minutes of footage, mm. I can confirm Darwin Nunes is the future of Manchester United Football Club. Survival I want to watch that kid, fastest. you know. Like we're talking about strikers. I it's actually want to watch that kid. Yeah. It's quick. Um, Scripps G GSO says, Borough, Harry pauses to flag the linesman for a handball, gets skinned against Burnley. He's nervous every time he plays. Our captain needs to go down with the ship, not the one right. to put uh, holes in it. The second one, f superb. Gets skinned, looks shit, awful. Yeah. He was the only centre-back in remotely in position when that goal goes in for Borough. 
Yeah. You can like have a go no, at him. I'm for not. Some I, things, I, I, I'm, but Varane I'm, is like the other end of the pitch. Dallow isn't even in shot. Yeah. He's the only one who's even remotely in his position. Come on. Like, fair enough, he got f- done against Burnley. That was completely his fault twice. But <laughs> come on. I feel like with Maguire, it's difficult for people to almost give the right criticism. And yeah. I, I, It's I, I very populist yeah. as well. If you say, if I come on here now and I sat here for 20 minutes and just slagged off Maguire, I guarantee very few people would be giving me grief about yeah. it. But most people would probably be agreeing with me. If I come on here and stick up for him, I'll get more stick. Yeah. People go, what are you on about, Jay? It's very easy to go... Everything about him is awful. He's been terrible since we bought him. He's the worst sign ever. Everything about him is terrible. Every goal that we've conceded this season is his fault and all this, all that sort of stuff. He just needs to be a bit of balance with it, be accurate. I agree with what you say. I don't blame him for the Borough goal at no. all. I blame anyone. I blame the referee. He's got two, he's got two men no. around him and, and no defenders The chance him, starts like, from the... Le- I think that, that Borough it, game yeah. as well, Luke Shaw was giving away way too much space on oh, that side. Like, started. I yeah, mean, to be fair night. as well, for the Borough game... Yeah. You've got to be scoring more than one goal against yeah, Middlesbrough over two hours of football. Yeah. I can't. It, Honestly, it, it, come it pays, on. It still pains me. Jeff. Yeah, you can't. I, I mean, fair enough. Burnley's one thing. One goal away from home against Burnley is not amazing, but it's not the end of the world. But scoring once against that Borough team is just unacceptable. And you know full well they'll just end up getting probably battered in the next round. Yeah. And everyone will be like, oh, actually, they weren't that good. Uh, Abdullah Ibrahim says, there are fundamental issues which are not going to be solved by signings. Ragnik has improved our style. Mm. Next thing for us is to finish teams off and not get outplayed in the second half. I think that's very well put. There, like you can see that there were these issues are being solved in terms of the style and the system and what we're trying to do, which we it almost feels like we just didn't have that. Like especially in the, in the attacking sense. So what's what you so laughing at, Jeff? After my <laughs> little speech, I, I've I've cut through to to people to the viewers, and Abdetta Zud says. His worst defender ever in United history. So th- there you, you go. Know. That's the, the analysis ups and downs. you pay for. Uh, Tim Collins says, we're not cross, just disappointed. Um, Daniel Farr says, Maguire isn't good enough, but not the worst. Who has been great this season? United do need to move on from him and disregard the price. I'll tell you who's been great this season, Jay. Wayne Rooney. Oh, well. Manager I'll, of uh, yeah, Derby County. There's the new Wayne Rooney. Um, the new Wayne Rooney. Do you think he's a new, mo- a new model? Oh, right, uh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. He jumped in there before I finished my I sentence. Before you finished what? No. Hey, nice. Yeah. That pause was a bit too long. Like, the new Wayne Rooney. And Documentary. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, was a bit... On Amazon Prime. In it. Yeah, it was. It's a good watch. Do you know what I mean? Took the piss there, mate. Hey. There was a... There was a not, it wasn't <laughs> any gap there that deserved him jumping in. So not why you're sticking. I feel up like when you said it, you waited for someone to say something. No, I didn't. I was finishing my. Well, sentence. it's two against one, Jay. That's not. This isn't you a democracy. This is a dictatorship. Put it in the comment. Right? Yeah, so, it is a dictatorship. Exactly. You think you're and also, the dictator. Also, the dictator. it was all lined up for. <laughs> tell you, has been good this season. David De Gea. I've got some David De Gea quotes. Have you? Yeah. I thought we meant to be talking about Wayne Rooney. No, well, I was going to talk about David De Gea first. Oh, got it. That was perfectly lined up, and then you jumped in with Wayne Rooney. And then I went to talk about a documentary, you jumped in again, and then your little mate here, who's busy f- texting Fabrizio Romano, jumped in as well. Abdul. Right. Kill him. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, viewers. Can't um, do it on camera, unfortunately. Oh. David, De- I'll just mention a quote from David De Gea, then we can move on to the Wayne Rooney documentary. Uh, David Hayes says, even just seeing Ronaldo walk through the door gives you a desire to show you at his level. He works so hard and he's very demanding of himself. I think he's a bit calmer than before, but he is a machine. How does he know? I was about to say, he didn't play with Ronaldo before, has he? No. He left in 2009, David Hayes around 2011. Yeah. 
Um, also, he's, he's gone to, on to say as well, we should have competed for more trophies, bigger titles, but I just don't know why this team doesn't function. David De Gea has probably been our best player this season. Would you say? Yeah. yeah. There or thereabouts. Says a lot. Uh, it does say a lot, doesn't it? When you, as, I you know, swear sometimes I'm watching that guy just glued on his line. Mm. Like, like, I, I know mean, he makes insane Even takes, the goal against Burnley, like, have you seen the Rodriguez travels like 20 yards with the ball and David De Gea moves one yard? Like, don't get me wrong, I like De Gea, yeah. man. Like, he is, he is one of my favourite players over the last, like, 10 years or whatever. Like, he's been at the club. But, like, come on, man. Like, if he's our player of the season and you can Again. fault him for a few things. Because, like, when he was our player of the season under Jose, mm. that was different. He was insane. Like, you mm. could barely fault him for anything. Yeah. Like, you couldn't fault him for anything, literally. Like, now there's games where, like, he should be commanding more in his box. He should be coming out. Like the you, goal against Villarreal away, the goal against yeah for, for Bernardo Silva against City as well. Where I think I, I think the Leipzig game is probably the angriest I've seen you during a game. Oh god, yeah. last season, yeah. yeah when the ball comes twenty five yards, I'm not, I'm not, I, don't, I understand. Yeah, yeah, you was, you've you, got to come out and to, get yeah. that man. Like there should yeah. be no excuse. And it was like that whole looking up, like what do we yeah. do here? Yeah. Do, you know what I mean? Just deal with it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So great shot stopper. Yeah. yeah. I just don't think he's ever, you're ever going to get him to be that guy. And it's whether yeah. his shot stopping is worth putting up with the, the faults he has commanding his area. Um, obviously and shot stopping. Yeah. Well. And his distribution. Uh, Mr. Hoss says, would you rather Ralph stay on than get Poch? The thing is with Poch, I'm a bit different to, to what most fans are now. I still take Poch. Like he is still mm. on my list of managers. I feel like stylistically the way his Spurs team played um, would fit a lot of like people compare us to PSG where they're like, oh, PSG have got these players who just aren't going to run, who aren't going to do this. And I actually disagree with it. Like, I feel I feel like the United team are different to that. Mm. I feel like when I look at Bruno Fernandes, when I look at Scott McTominay, when I look at some of the types of players in this team, when you look at Marcus Rashford, who can play that inside forward role that Son did so well mm. under... Um, Poch. under Poch at Spurs if you can bring in a striker like a Isaac who links up play well or if you could, like I said if you can bring in Kane and, 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 and again like these things I feel like there's something in this squad where he can come in two signings and he could do well but I'm looking at it from a long term perspective and I feel like Poch could it feels like it just gives me that vibe, that vibe of two three years and I want to see that Klopp effect that Pep Guardiola effect of installing something in the side and, mm. and in the system and the way the team wants to play and and transition in the future. So that's why I feel Ten Hag might give us more of that. When I'm looking at Ten Hag's Ajax, when you look at the Champions League in 18-19, they lose the whole team, basically, don't they? they I mean, they lose the lick. The, the main guys are gone. Uh, Frankie de Jong. De Jong. Yeah. Uh, Donny van der Beek, yeah. like the main guys, basically, in that squad. And he's just constantly found ways. He's switched the system, you know, from a diamond to a 4-2-3-1, but it's a lot more fluid than our 4-2-3-1, for example. And... Um, yeah, and I think that that's what I really like about Ten Hag. He, he feels like he, he improves a lot as the years go on. Ziyech as well, obviously taken. From yeah, the team against well. Ziyech, yeah. So they, they lost the, the right players, team, not in it, he's lost yeah. there. Uh, Daniel Kirk says, can Ronnie's son play DM? Nicely ties in with this because uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's son, um, Ronaldo Jr., he's signed for the United Academy and he's going to wear the number seven shirt just like his daddy can see a picture of him there behind us. Um, I mean... It's all a nice story. It doesn't mean a lot, does it? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Jesus. I mean, no, Jay Marty with the, with the comment. 
Who gives a fuck about that? No, but do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we can all get carried away and go. It's oh. a nice little story, but you know, he's not like, playing for the first team right, anytime soon. I've got soon. several reasons why I'm not Come getting on. overly bothered by this. Right, one, we don't even know how long Ronnie's going to be here for, and he's, if he moves to Spain, he's not going to leave his. The son boy here. stays. Yeah, he's not like, oh, I can't leave for Madrid or wherever. I'll go back to Madrid or whatever, wherever he goes, because uh, my son's on the academy. He'll just take him with him. We keep the boy. Yeah, and secondly, <laughs> I remember Jordi Cruyff. Yeah, just because your dad's mint doesn't mean you are. So he might be very good in your academy. Jordi Cruyff was very good right, up until he was 20s. Can I, can I give you a, a name? Frank Lampard Jr. <laughs> yeah, outstripped his father, who himself was a top player. Yeah, right. can I give you another name? <laughs> Come on. Jamie Redknapp. <laughs> yeah. I, need I, need I go just, on? He's going through the West Ham team. Of, yeah, uh, the West Ham team of the 1970s. Have you ever yeah. heard of Michael Carrick Sr.? <laughs> No, didn't think so, because his son was so much better than him. Here's the thing you're forgetting, Jay. Almost every professional footballer is better than their dad at football. <laughs> so he's you absolute idiot! Time David team. Beckham's way better than his dad. <laughs> Messi's way better than his Tom, dad. Tom Ince, absolutely urinates all over Paul Ince from the great height. Tom Ince is very much in the minority here. <laughs> David minority. De Gea is way better than his dad at football. So if this kid is way better than his dad... We've got an alien on our hands. But Rooney yeah. as well, isn't it? Yeah, Rooney's better than his dad. Who even is Wayne Rooney's dad? You don't know. Because he's probably shit at football. You make a very good point. Right. Do you reckon they're both you. dead shit, though? Like, Who? They're both bad, like Rooney and Ronaldo's kids. And they <laughs> <like> get bullied <laughs> in the changing room. <laughs> reckon they get like, bullied like, in the changing room. Do you reckon when Ronnie, Ronnie said, oh, when he was signed, he went, my son plays football as well. It'd be oh, great if he, he could, if he could come to the academy. <laughs> yeah, we've seen like, it. Re- yeah. Just before I sign this piece of paper, no, I him. would really love my son to have the number seven shirt. We'll get your contract signed and then we'll sort of... I'll say what. If Ed Woodward's gone, yeah. you know what, all right, yeah. signed it and then they've gone to the academy coach. Fox. Bro, he's, he's, picking up, he's picking up the ball and he's eating grass. What, what are you doing? Like, what is this? He's Cristiano seven. Junior, get Don't off argue. the floor. Stop Just sitting get down. Fo- get the photo shoot done. Don't argue with me. Wrong so, yeah. net. He is a goalkeeper though, so he's allowed right. to the ball. All right, fair enough. Forgive yeah. me though. Well, he's, no, he's number seven, isn't it? Forgive me like... I'm just, he might be mint. I'm just not getting it's that disrespectful excited. to a child. It's not disrespectful to a child to say, I have no idea did whether you, it matters. Did you ever consider calling your son Justin Jr.? What are you licking your fingers I'm for? Not, I'm, I'm not We have to fingers. do like a. I had some of that. Did you ever like, consider calling your son Justin Jr.? And your response, I asked you a question. Did you ever yeah. consider calling your son Justin Jr.? And yeah. your response was this. I had some and I thought I'll get away with it, and then you just drew attention to it. Um, no, I didn't. I, well, maybe slightly. <laughs> oh, did God. you actually? We went through about 100 names, bro. Honestly, it was we went through the phone book. Did you do that thing where you put him on one side of the room and then you shout loads of names and see which one he comes to? That's what you do with dogs, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> what the fuck? We've never no. done that. We don't know what to name him, so we'll go, Caesar. No, we'd already Caesar. named By the, the time he arrived, we already na- had a name for him. Um, we didn't if you have a kid in this area, you have to name them after a footballer, I think. Do you think? Who are you yeah. going for? Batistuta. That, like, you know what Zidanek, but like, oh, that's yeah. a sick name, that. that no, but then good. he like putting pressure on him, like... He's not very no, good. But like, then Ronaldo Brown no, gets away with no, That's why my son's called Jimbo Jemba, Jemba Smith. I feel like <laughs> that I way feel there's like very like little pressure. <laughs> yeah. Clever Sir Motta's head. I yeah. think he should have gone Smashed with him. Smashed it. Like, there you go. He's rubbish, but what do you expect? Yeah, exactly. No, but what I'm saying is, I feel like it, it gives him a bit of an extra like thing if you're going for contract talks. So or if you like yeah. that kid's cordra. Like, if, they're go, if you're yeah. going for contract also gives you that thing when. Ronaldo. Yeah, when you're playing against them and you go, he's called Ronaldo, you think, right, I'm going two foot in him straight away. Do you know Mm. what I mean? You've got to be mint on you to carry that. So, yeah, it's one of them. Listen, I hope that Ronaldo Jr. is amazing. I hope he has a sterling career at Manchester United and surpasses his dad, like, as you pointed out, most footballers do. 
I'm just a little bit. Do you think they'd ever be? How old is he? Eleven, I think. I was gonna say, do you think they'd ever be able to play in the same team? Yeah, maybe Ronaldo's got a clause in his contract yeah. that he can keep playing until he's fifty-two or something. Probably. Yeah, no, you never he know. 11? He's not eleven. I think so. Is that what it said no, on? I think. Not not think yeah, eleven a year old. Eleven year old. Why? Why? Why do you not believe I he's that? Older than that. What? Oh, Don't get about for long, for long He looks eleven. Right. Wait, anyway. wasn't he around when Ronnie was there first time? No. No, because he's only eleven. No, no, is it like, sorry, no, no, in my mind. I know Ronaldo was here 13 years ago. No, no, ago. no, sorry, sorry. In my, mind, in my mind, he was here, that's what I meant. Like, okay, yeah. when, when Ronaldo no, no, was no, here. Right, okay. Right, I'm glad we got that cleared up anyway. That was just, that was just another boy. How, how time <laughs> works. Hand um, me that boy. Yeah. <laughs> my parade child. Pop like the king, the, the king yeah. of the 1800s. Pose for the photos, right, take them away, take them away. Take them away, put them yeah. back in the mountain. Yeah, that's enough of that. Um, Stato has been a member of the first team for 15 months, says, uh, I live near the city ground, reckon it's worth going to a forest game just to watch Ghana. P.S. Can't wait for Kai, CR7, Junior and Baby Van Persie. Loads of tickets flying around, mate. Yeah. Not I, even I taking would. the piss, like, there is always I don't, I, don't, I, I don't mind watching other teams. Obviously, you just sit and watch it, but it's just watching That's football, isn't it? you got to watch it in the city end, but, yeah. Um, Abdullah. Yes, mate. Um, I'm going to wait a minute. One more thing, I forgot it. Abhishek, every time David De Gea is informed, the team does... Shit. No, it's the other way around. Am I the only one that sees the only this? Re- the only time David De Gea looks good is when we're, he's playing in a team that concedes a lot of chances. When he's playing in a team that doesn't concede a lot of chances, he looks bad because he loses concentration and he's not very good at coming off his line. He only is at his best when his team is against the wall. That's how it works with David De Gea. And we've seen that over the last decade. We have indeed. Uh, Abdullah, where can people find you? Um, Abdul, GH underscore on Twitter. Hit me up on there. You're still doing your PR ball stuff. Currently on a bit of a break, unfortunately. Bit of a break? You barely started. You're already taking breaks. Don't have a go at him. What sort of work ethic is that? We're starting a new channel. Oh, we're having a break already. Unfortunately, we haven't got the the facilities to record. We're going to have to discuss this after the show. Yeah, that old chestnut. We haven't got the facilities. Jay, can I pay you 25 quid a month to record here for like 50 hours? Yeah. Brilliant. Right, there you go. So no excuses now. So the no pure ball will be back on Monday morning at 7 a.m. Sam? Right. Um, where can people find you? <laughs> Joe Smith 93. Or out in Nottingham on Saturday. I had a lot night. of compliments about your appearance today. Really? Yeah, people saying your hair tied up. Gone a little bit dapper laugh. Layered, they were calling you. I don't know what that means. But I'm layered as yeah. hell. Yeah, cheers, yeah. guys. So Thank everyone's you. impressed. Um, what was that? <laughs> Someone up behind the camera who, let me say, is dressed like a, some sort of street urchin. Trying what? to diss at me. Why? What were they saying about you? I don't know. Disgusting. Piss off. Hey. He said I looked like Dapper Laughs doing an apology video. That was oh, a do joke you remember I Dapper made. Laughs? That was a joke uh, I already made. Oh, was it? All oh, right. Yeah, he's oh, a dickhead and all Dapper Laughs. Oh, yeah. my mate, right. My mate had a Twitter beef with him. And um, I, I shouldn't really say it. Say it. We made Tudor. He didn't mean to say it. No one made the, st- didn't make the story in the battle, Jay. You should have to drop him in it. Tudor. <laughs> and he can box you, right? And he was out oh, round with him. And then um, he was saying like, oh, you wouldn't say that to my face and all that. And she was like, that? Dapple after Chidi and Chidi was like knew where he lived so he sent Chidi sent him a picture of where he was yeah he shouldn't have said and then he's obviously gone on Chidi's photos and seen like him doing all this boxing and then sent him like an apology oh (laughs) that is a stinker that's why I'd never that's why I'd never threaten anyone in real life or on the internet because I I know I can't fight and I don't know that they can't so why fucking risk it what am I reading by the way <laughs> What's this, man? What's the hell about? These, these are some notes. Have I got to read this? No, you haven't got to read it. It's just a little diss, <laughs> isn't it? All oh, right. What the fuck? <laughs> 
this is I don't even know what that is, so I won't read it. Uh, we'll discuss that later. Um, right, thanks for everyone who's got involved in the comments and the chat. Yeah. Thanks for everyone. Um, thanks for Manscaped for sponsoring us. Go and check them out. You get twenty percent off and free shipping. There's a link in the description. If you're not doing already, check out the new mugs, the merchandise that is there as well. And don't forget to check out the membership section. We've got loads of extra. Extra content on there, including behind-the-scenes video featuring Rio Ferdinand. Uh, we also do stuff like Desert Island Disc type thing where we do a bit of a chat with some of the presenters um, and fantasy football stuff as well. And there's a sort of um, exclusive members-only chat. Members chat you can get involved in as well. If you're not doing, subscribe to the channel. We'll get 700,000 subscribers. Go and check him out on Pure Ball when he can be bothered doing it again. Go and check him out on the internet, wherever he is. Um, and I've been Jay Motty. This has been The Brew. I almost forgot what it was called there. <laughs> <laughs> That's me, Joe Smith. That's me, Abdullah. Thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network.